Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to The Wellness Diaries, a podcast on all things wellness, lifestyle, and women's health. My name is Alana, and I'm the owner of Beautifully Wellbox and the host of this podcast. So what can you expect from The Wellness Diaries? Some great advice, tips, inspiration, and so, so much more. I'll be speaking to different experts on a variety of topics and asking them your questions. That's right. Make sure you're following Beautifully Wellbox to submit your questions each week and for exclusive sneak peeks. Sit back, grab a cup of something delicious and enjoy our wellness chats. Thank you for listening. So today we're talking to the beautiful Mia Robertson, Gold Coast-based naturopath and creator of Fem21, who has been working in women's wellness for over 12 years. So Mia, you bring us a wealth of experience today and we're so excited to speak to you. So thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Alana. And I'm very excited to be a part of your very first podcast. How cool is that? So exciting. Yeah. So before we kick into some great questions we've had um, people send in to us, we thought we'd ask a bit about your personal story and what led you to where you are now. Great. So I guess to give you a background, um, I'm 36 and a mother of two. Um, Originally, I was born in Cairns, born and bred um, up there and then moved to the Gold Coast to study naturopathy back in 2002. Um, So yeah, Cairns girl, but uh, Gold Coast local, I guess you can call that now. Um, when I was 15, I started working in a health food store, um, which was awesome as well, and got to talk to a whole bunch of you know different people and help them with their issues. And um, you know, as a teenager, I had my own hormonal stuff going on with terrible acne um, and irregular cycles. But I guess because never. Um, yeah, went to doctors and never had an official diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome. But later on, you know, learnt, um, you know, what those signs and symptoms meant for me um, when I was studying naturopathy and, um, yeah, tried to manage it as best I could. And, yeah, I just could not deal with the pill. And, uh, you know, we I tried it. Um, for about six months and I thought that would be you know a solution for me for my skin and my irregular cycles but um, as well as contraception at that time Um, but yeah just did not respond well at all Mm -hmm. and emotionally I really suffered as well at that time with a lot of anxiety and depression Um, so yeah, that was very much driven by yeah where I was at hormonally so just didn't agree with me the pill so I mm-hmm. came off that and um not long after I got pregnant with um my first and that was about uh, uh I think I was about 22 at the time so pretty young um and then ended up having a miscarriage uh and Peter and I got married and then three months later after that I fell pregnant with Ava in my first who's oh, turning 12 tomorrow happy birthday Ava <laughs> shout out from, yeah. from all of us here <laughs> 
And um, so, yeah, I guess like I had definitely a hormonal roller coaster through my teens and in my early 20s, you know, going from polycystic to then the pill not agreeing with me to, you know, miscarriage and then my first pregnancy. And mm. that was all fine. And um, pregnancy was good. And then had uh, two years of breastfeeding her um, and then fell pregnant with my second, Jada, who's nine. <laughs> She'll be 10 at the end of the year. And so uh, then breastfed her for another two years. Um, and then after that, I was like, okay, I'm done with having babies at this stage. <laughs> Gonna, um, you know, get on with things. So um, I ended up having the marina put in, mm. um, which are like, yeah, it's fine, it's safe, and you can use it while you're breastfeeding, and um, you won't have a period, so don't worry. And um, I ended up having it in for about four and a half years, and I was working in a fertility, uh, like a natural fertility clinic at the time, so we're doing mm-hmm. like a lot of temperature charting with patients and stuff like that so I was doing that myself as well and over time they say that it doesn't happen but for some women it does the marina can suppress ovulation the longer it's in ah okay and so it's just seeing through my temperatures how my yeah I wasn't ovulating regularly and I think that also goes back to having polycystic as well and yeah um just really felt like yeah it wasn't good for me yeah and it was funny because there was an overlap of time where I started working on Fem 21 I worked on Fem 21 for probably about 12 months in terms of sampling and getting the formula and writing brochures and the website and doing the labeling and all that side of things and um, it was definitely a passion project that I was doing around consulting um, and yeah that was it was really exciting to see, you know, something that you create and the potential for change mm. that it can have. Um, so, yeah, that came out in 2015. So it's been like three years now. Amazing. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, so I guess with my own journey um, with hormones and that side of things, it's, you know, so interesting to see how far I've come you know, from Mm -hmm. bad skin to irregular cycles to now understanding my body and being in sync with the moon and, um, you know, realising, you know, your period's just meant to show up um, Mm. rather than have this, you know, long-winded premenstrual phase of fatigue and depression and sore breasts and bloating and bowel changes and all this that This was stuff. such news to me. Can <laughs> I just say that having your period just show up, I th- that would be phenomenal. I feel like so many of us just assume that the mood swings and the bloating and the cramping or the migraines or whatever those symptoms are for that individual is normal. And we all just think, oh, it's that time of the month. I'm, I should yep. be getting these horrible, sometimes debilitating symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad because, you know, you don't have to live like that. Mm. And definitely those symptoms are signs that we're not in check, not in balance. There's something going on, you know, our hormones are waving a little red flag going, you know, help me. me." (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I have to tell the story of how I actually came to find you. Yeah, great. Um, It was through sort of a similar story, I suppose. Um, I started on the pill when I was uh, late teens, as many of us do, um, visited the doctor and they sort of said, oh, you know, the acne and everything, this will help 
be on the pill and it'll minimize the PMS and all that sort of thing. So I was on the pill for quite a few years before I went through my own wellness journey and similar thing, it just didn't really sit well with me um, for a few reasons. I think the synthetic hormones was a, a huge one, but also just not letting my body have its natural cycle. Yeah. I just thought, you know, I haven't had my period for that long of my life. I was still a teenage girl in high school. I need to let give my body a bit of a break. So I didn't give it a full break. I saw the doctor again and they said, well, the marina might be a better alternative for you. It's uh, less, I believe the hormones were more, I might be saying this wrong as well, sort of more concentrated or they're in a certain spot yeah, is that so right it, um the marina acts locally for contraception within the uterus so it yep. thins out the lining of the uterus so that it prevents implantation of an embryo yes um so it's not meant to um affect ovarian function mm. um however you will absorb that synthetic progesterone from the marina through mm-hmm. the walls of the uterus and into circulation mm. and so the longer it's in there for the more that it affects okay, that, systemically that makes sense um, yeah but the contraceptive action is um maintained within the uterus when you've mm. got the marina in. so i guess you know for women if they do have the marina in and they're looking to sort out you know ovulation timing or um you know, their estrogen balance and estrogen mm-hmm. metabolism um they can use you know things like fem 21 or other herbs at the same time as having the marina in and they're still you know um have that contraceptive action of it amazing yeah for me um the marina was a better option than the pill but i found um i was getting a lot of pain during certain times of the month and sort of thought you know i again still hadn't had a period um after being a young teenager so i thought i'll just remove the marina and just see how i go And then it was probably a few months of, I guess, the calm before the storm. Mm -hmm. And then the storm, I suppose, metaphorical storm hit in terms of hormones. Um, And for the first time since being a young teenager, I had the acne. Uh, Migraines were one of the worst Mm -hmm. symptoms, really debilitating migraines. So I went through my own journey of how do I balance my hormones? How do I come back to um, being in you know a regular cycle and feeling well? And that actually led me to a health food store and I went in to buy magnesium, I believe, from mm-hmm. memory. And there was a lovely sales assistant who said to me, have you heard of Fem 21? When I explained what I was wanting the magnesium for. And I said, no, I haven't. She said, oh, well, it's developed by a Gold Coast naturopath, Mia Robertson. And she explained it to me. And at this point, I just went, give me anything and everything. I'll buy 10. I just want something to work for me. So I gave it a go. And it's been over three months now. I want to say, yeah, between three and four months. And it's just been amazing for me. Yeah. How funny now that we're sitting here having a conversation about it all. So funny. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Amazing. There's actually a few questions we've got from our lovely, beautifully well community. And if you are regarding the pills, I'm excited to dive in. So Date Night Fairies NZ has asked irregular periods. Any tips on how to naturally balance hormones? Hashtag forever irregular. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
So quite often irregular cycles are a result of a hormonal imbalance, often with estrogen. So if estrogen's not balanced in that time frame from when a period starts leading up to ovulation and maturing that egg and FSH isn't, you know, that follicle stimulating hormone isn't, um, you know, stimulating that follicle and that egg to come to the surface of the ovary then that timing for ovulation can be very irregular right so Mm. you know for some women it can take two weeks which is normal but for Mm -hmm. other women it can take six months and that's abnormal Mm. and so if we've got um, irregular timing for ovulation that's going to result in irregular timing for a period Mm -hmm. um and it's pretty common with polycystic ovarian syndrome to have irregular cycles. And so certainly um, utilising treatments or, you know, that support hormonal balance like FEM21 and making some dietary changes and some lifestyle changes um, to, you know, things to help with polycystic can be really beneficial for getting your cycles back on track. Mm. And for anyone who's unsure, what would be a typical cycle length? So ideally we should, um, we're in sync with the moon. Yeah. So um, our period perfectly will start with the new moon. (laughs) We'll ovulate um, on the full moon. So two weeks later, Mm -hmm. and then our period then will come another two weeks following that. So roughly every 28 days. Amazing. And I've just thought of this isn't one of our listener questions. Yeah. The whole, is it myth that you can sink your period or if you live with mums, sisters, cousins? It's, it's not a myth. Um, it's definitely a phenomenon that happens fairly commonly mm-hmm. um, with women sinking in with the moon and with other women that wow, they're okay. around. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand why, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it happens. It's very handy though if you've got girlfriends <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you all need to pass around the chocolate or <laughs> well, like not sure when your period's due. Oh, I just had mine. So, all right. Great. I'll do it in the next couple of days or whatever. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> M Mackenzie underscore fit asks, what's the best way to keep your hormones in check to Uh, help against premature aging so hormones i mean we're talking a lot about you know reproductive hormones like Mm -hmm. estrogen and um, progesterone and ovarian health but hormones encompass our whole endocrine system Mm -hmm. and certainly uh having a balance throughout our adrenals and our thyroid um as well as our uh, ovarian hormones all make a difference for how we're feeling day to day and also help with, I guess, um, cellular health in terms of if our cells are bombarded with stress hormones from our Mm. adrenals or if we don't have enough thyroid hormones for healthy metabolism within that cell or we've got inflammation because of um, hormonal imbalances then that's going to cause our cells not to work very efficiently and therefore get Mm. you know early cell death and Mm -hmm. um, that's you know contributing to I guess that feeling of you know getting older before for your time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I certainly think that um, doing things that help to alkalize the body, antioxidants, um, managing stress and keeping mm-hmm. your hormones in check um, 
definitely helps you to have a better quality of life in terms of you know being free from chronic disease and having lots of energy and um then you know that's going to i guess yeah help you live a fuller life Mm. you know yeah yeah that makes sense in the time that you have (laughs) yeah i love that so Abby K.xo asks, how would you spot if you had hormone imbalance and what could you do to prevent it or help balance it? So that's probably a good one to start off with if anyone's listening and saying, well, I don't know if I am, you know, if I am balanced or if I do have a hormone imbalance. Yeah. So I guess if we look at the ideal cycle when your hormones are in balance, your period just shows up. You've got a regular flow, f- you know, that's consistent with bright red, fresh blood for roughly about five days. The first couple of days are heavier and then it tapers off. And then um, you're getting cervical mucus discharge in the middle of the cycle, like that's clear and watery around ovulation. Um, and then, you know, two weeks later, another period comes. So mm. that's smooth sailing symptomatically right Mm. so it's not normal to experience pain um an irregularity for timing for your period it's not normal to have sore breasts or headaches or to have mood changes that are extreme around your period or Mm. fatigue um bloating nausea Um, These are all common symptoms that, you know, women will present with um, when their hormones are out of balance, uh, you know, especially in that, say, week before your period comes. Um, Yeah, skin breakouts, another symptom that's a sign that your hormones are out of balance. Thrush can be another one as well. So Mm -hmm. getting um, irregular discharge, especially around ovulation. So vaginally things are a bit itchy. Um, You Mm -hmm. might get some discharge. Uh, Pain with intercourse as well is another sign that um, hormones are out of balance or that um, your libido is low too. Mm. So low libido. um, And for menopausal women as well, you know, getting extremes for hot flushes or anxiety with a hot flush. Hair thinning, that can be another sign of a hormonal imbalance. Mm. Or male pattern hair growth as well, where you're getting, you know, dark hairs on the face or nipples or snail trail um, or, you know, excessively hairy arms or pubic hair. Um, So I think they're probably a lot of the symptoms associated mm. with hormonal imbalances I can't, and and nothing it, else comes to mind at the moment yeah it's interesting because I feel like every you know there's so many um be it health sites or blogs or magazines that really normalize this and it's sort of you know everyone just accepts PMS is all of those symptoms and mm-hmm. you just are going to get it yeah um and if you don't you're a unicorn <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's amazing to know that you can balance your hormones absolutely. and not have those symptoms. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, um, it's so common that it does become normal. Mm. And one of my, you know, and there's a lot of research that supports this, that, you know, society we're living with so many endocrine disrupting chemicals in our environment and stress that you know, it's so widespread what we're being exposed to and what we're subjecting our bodies to that, you know, these hormonal imbalances that come about because of that, Mm. um, yeah, is, is 
or yeah, considered normal, but it's not something that you have to live with, even though it's common. Yeah. <laughs> There's something you can yeah. do about it. You There's know? relief. <laughs> There's relief. And, you know, relief, I guess, it comes from um, education. So knowing where mm-hmm. you're at, knowing what you can manage, you know, in terms of diet and lifestyle and, you know, minimizing those toxins and endocrine disrupting chemicals and, mm. um, you know, supporting your body to get back on track, um, whether it's through herbal medicine or nutritional medicine or whatever it might be. I remember keeping a journal of myself and I know there's apps that do it now, which I've had a look at as well, um, where you can just write down the symptoms. And if you're unsure and thinking, um, you know, are these things hormonal or are my headaches from maybe something else? That's a really good way I was able to pinpoint it um, and really know that it was hormonal. It happened, you know, same time each month. And um, it also would help you know, report on your progress as you do go through these hormone balancing steps and um, see, yeah, the changes you can make really through um, all things you can do yourself. You know, Fem 21 is such an easy thing to have in your morning smoothie or even just in water um, and even things like reducing stress. You know, it's all so important for life generally, but it's amazing to be able to document that and see. Yeah, how you're tracking. Yeah, what yeah. What are emerging, yeah, for Exactly. You. So Emily Grace underscore hair asks, can thyroid issues be the cause of hormone imbalance and can that cause tiredness? Definitely. So yes and yes. Um, so our thyroid very much communicates with our adrenals and our ovaries in terms of the um, metabolism of hormones as well throughout our body we need adequate thyroid hormones in order to convert you know cholesterol through all the different steroidal hormones to Mm. get to estrogen and progesterone Mm -hmm. Um, so without you know, those thyroid hormones, which is T4 and T3, you know, we get a slowing down of that hormonal metabolism. And so if you imagine that our thyroid almost controls like our overall metabolism for our body, if that's a bit sluggish, everything in the body is going to slow down. And Mm -hmm. so that's going to be, you know, energy is definitely going to drop. So you'll feel tired and sluggish mood, you know, not motivated, you know, foggy brain, that side of things, your Mm -hmm. hair can then start to fall out. Your eyebrows can thin, you put on weight a lot more easily. It's difficult to lose. Um, Yeah. And so if you imagine that that slowing down of that metabolism is related to your thyroid not working well, then, you know, focusing on supporting good thyroid function, you know, nutritionally is a good place to start or herbally um, can, yeah, get that metabolism revved up again. That then helps with your hormones to come back into check. Mm. One of my good girlfriends has hypothyroidism Mm -hmm. and yeah, definitely the tiredness is something she says, you know, she'll wake up and by 11am she's already ready for bed again. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's a hard one for people to get under control sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I like to use the analogy of the goat axis. So like a bar, bar, bar goat, (laughs) Um, but that stands for gut ovaries, adrenals and thyroid. Mm -hmm. So all of those um, systems are interconnected. And so if you've got imbalance in one, it's going to affect the other systems. So 
certainly um, if our gut's not working well, that you know includes our liver as mm-hmm. well as our bowel function, and you know our ovaries are imbalanced and our adrenals are stressed. You know our thyroid, of course, is going to be affected as well. Mm. Can I just touch quickly on the liver because yeah. I know this is a really important one for thyroid um, hormone health and yes. thyroid, I'm sure as well. How can we give our liver a little bit of love? Yeah, so it happens both externally and internally, loving your liver. Um, So externally, you want to minimize toxins that you're exposed to as much as possible that um, are coming in from the environment or from your food. Mm. And so choosing, you know, natural and organic products wherever possible really helps to lighten the load on the liver um so that goes for personal care products as well as food water making sure you're drinking good healthy filtered water um out of like glass or stainless steel bottles so you're not getting exposed to um the toxins in plastic is important as well Mm. um and yeah just being mindful as well about things like you know air fresheners or perfumes or deodorants other fumes that you might be exposed to and just you know choosing natural Mm. for those um and then yeah of course big ones for liver which most people know about is um alcohol Mm. um, and you know caffeine as well which is all going to just place that extra stress on on how the liver is working and so if it's busy trying to sort out and deal with all of that stuff of course it's not going to have the time and energy to sort your hormones out yeah yeah it sort of prioritizes everything else yeah yeah so then you know keeping so internally supporting liver functions done you know herbally and nutritionally really well so there you know herbs like st mary's thistle and dandelion and rosemary Mm. that are really good for helping um the liver to work better and detoxify and um you know nutritionally things like zinc and and n-acetylcysteine and different amino acids um b vitamins can all be helpful as well to support the liver to detoxify efficiently amazing amazing Stacey Gurr asks, maybe discussion around reasons for loss of period that's not weight related. Also, how to naturally boost estrogen and progesterone in the body to achieve a period cycle and pregnancy. Yeah. So amenorrhea uh, can happen for a variety of different reasons. So that can be from, I mean, one of the most common ones is weight. Mm -hmm. People are underweight or overweight. Uh, But if your weight is normal, um, you know, stress can be a big factor there. So stress will affect pituitary function and the pituitary communicating with the ovaries to mm-hmm. send out those hormones like FSH and LH, which stimulate the ovulation. Yep. So we want our, um, you know, just coming back to sometimes the pill can be a contributing factor there to disrupting that hormonal um communication from the pituitary to the ovaries uh yeah high level stress and stress can come in a variety of forms whether it's emotional mm-hmm. or physical like from exercise or nutritional deficiencies or poor diet you know those sorts of things mm. or chemical exposure or radiation can all be forms of stress that cause the period to stop so ultimately what we want to do is lift that stress 
mm-hmm. and then um, support that hormonal flow from the pituitary and nourish the ovaries to then start producing estrogen. And then as they start to produce estrogen, then um, a f- follicular and egg development will happen. It's not straight away. Um, follicles can take, you know, five months to mature from an immature, like a primary follicle. And then an egg takes roughly three months to develop and mature within that follicle, which is like a little bubble. Yeah. That then that follicle bursts, that bubble bursts and release that egg for ovulation. Um, so it, you need to, you know, support your body through that, phase of um, ovarian function and bringing those hormones up and just allow for that time Mm. um, you know for that development and maturation of the follicles and eggs Um, so Fem21 can certainly be really helpful there uh, from a herbal medicine perspective to nourish the ovaries some other things like you know maca can also be really helpful Mm. and once ovulation starts then progesterone kicks in so progesterone won't be produced unless ovulation's happening in, you know, uh, high concentrations. And if our adrenals are, you know, quite stressed and producing a lot of cortisol, then we will uh, rob our body of progesterone to mm. feed that stress response. So that can lower progesterone levels further. But first and foremost, we want to get ovulation happening, get the ovaries functioning to get a period back. It almost sounds like the fight or flight system that the body just shuts down I guess the secondary thing which would be childbearing versus survival yeah absolutely yeah so yeah it's amazing how the body works yeah 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 prioritizing different systems you Mm. know and just saying that yeah childbirth and reproduction is not important right now we've just got to deal with this other stress that's on the body yeah system just shuts down yeah so Tiny and Duff asks, is there a way to balance hormones to help with depression and anxiety and to assist your medication? So I think this is a great question, be it with medication or without the real um, mental illness within, I suppose, whether that's a symptom that you might classify as PMS or whether that's, you know, a, a bigger mental health issue. Yeah. So I think certainly hormones can be a big driver and a big trigger for um mental health issues like anxiety and Mm. depression and I guess it just really depends on the individual as to how they are managing that and certainly um you know managing it from a variety of different ways really builds a strong foundation for emotional health there Mm. so I mean physically we want to um, have that internal strength you know that energy that hormone balance that adrenal health um, you know decreased inflammation in the brain in order to think more clearly and process through emotions more easily Mm. I mean if physically there's nutrient deficiencies and inflammation and hormonal imbalances and adrenal stress then it's going to make it a lot more difficult to tackle you know those higher Mm. level issues that come with anxiety and depression Um, I think that yeah using um, you know starting physically is a good place to start because you know you can control that fairly easily through you know management of you know sleep and 
exercise and diet and um you know changing things or you know supporting your body hormonally or through those different systems you know with herbal medicine Mm. or nutritional medicine you know a good naturopath can certainly put you on the right track yeah for that physical health and then um and then that sort of bolsters you that gives you that inner strength then to start tackling things Mm. um you know in terms of the emotional health side and when it comes to that I feel that hormones yeah like I said earlier is like a trigger Mm -hmm. so um whatever you haven't dealt with emotionally will certainly build up through the month and Mm -hmm. then you know come out at that time and you know that's okay we all have different triggers for some people it's hormones for some people it might be watching a movie or having a conversation with you know somebody that's you know, their mom or dad or sister or brother or their partner or, um, you know, somebody that triggers them to, you know, either feel anxious or feel upset or hurt or not good enough or whatever emotions mm. are coming up. Um, so I think it's understanding what your triggers are and managing them in terms of, um, yeah, your emotional health. And I love journaling as a good way to, you know, vent those negative emotions. Mm. But some people that's not, you know, relevant for, so they might be good, you know, for talking things out. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole theory is don't suppress, express. Yeah, so um, whatever trigger comes along, you know, just working with that mm-hmm. to express where you're at emotionally and then you know bring things up and out and work through it and process it and then learn from that so that you can then move on rather mm. than you know suppressing things or trying to justify something or whatever you know that then essentially you know you put on that brave face and carry on and mm. not really deal with stuff it just like you know piles up over time Yeah, it can be so hard to do. One of my good girlfriends gave me an analogy once and it's really worked for me. I'm not sure if it'll work for anyone else, but it's when you have a feeling, be it sadness or anger or whatever that emotion is, rather than, which I used to do, is sort of run, you know, the opposite way or put it in a closet and throw away the key. It's just almost imagine it as a wave and let the emotion crash and then just let it, away yeah and I used to actually sounds kind of silly um probably a bit harder to do in public but if you're at home or even if you are in the office it doesn't really matter yeah just close your eyes and have let yourself have that emotion and then you can just take a deep breath and let it go Mm. and I find for me hopefully that works for someone else but yeah it sort of metaphorically helps you kind of say that's okay it's okay to feel that sadness or that pang of um whatever you're feeling in that moment and then just also knowing it's okay to let it go yeah and just kind of take a deep breath yeah yeah Yeah, definitely and I think you know visualization meditation breath work is so helpful for Mm. working through those times um especially when it comes to anxiety Mm -hmm. as well um and you know so many different things can trigger our anxiety um but really if we get out of what the triggers are or the story is um of what's happened and just you know tap into the emotion and the feeling of it and we can work energetically there Mm -hmm. on that fear or that worry then you know we can you know 
let that go, let that wave wash that clean, you know. Yes. Or, you know, breathe that out or whatever it might be that is helpful for you or writing it out or crying it out or having a good shower cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, releasing and expressing and yeah. clearing it. It's, yeah, it's so much healthier for our emotional, you know, being mm. um, than and just holding it in holding it in or running the other way you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) definitely so jay hall mccartney asks what is the best remedy for hormonal acne and there are a few questions about hormonal acne actually so i think everyone's really interested (laughs) in what they can do well that's good because i've been there (laughs) um so i feel like for me um you know zinc nutritionally was really important making Mm -hmm. sure that my zinc levels were topped up zinc plays such an important part in healing Mm -hmm. um, but also for our hormone balance as well Um, so yeah nutritionally zinc definitely fem 21 helping to sort hormones out making sure you're drinking plenty of water and um, also you know minimizing sugar in your diet is another big one for some people dairy as well can be another trigger for their um acne Mm. Uh, so just yeah being mindful there of managing those things externally um you know keeping it simple is important so as much as possible using non-comedogenic products so you know if you're looking at an ingredients list on the back of your cleanser and it's got all these big long words and it's you know a big thick paragraph of different ingredients it's probably not going to be helpful for you Mm. um, because Mm -hmm. it'll be more congesting you know we want um yeah non-comedogenic products so you know i've used in the past uh the thursday plantation tea tree foaming cleanser i love that too yeah really great yeah um i've also used the neutrogena naturals that's been really good um the divine um Mm. range as well their cleansers are beautiful um specifically for you know you just got to ask for the one for acne Mm -hmm. um because they've got different ones for different ages the different mm. skin types of course uh, and then also glycolics were really helpful um or like using like a fruit peel as an exfoliant rather than um like an abrasive mm-hmm. you know oily sort of exfoliant yeah and don't over exfoliate your skin as well um also uh like vitamin A and vitamin C serum can be really helpful for hormonal acne and then makeup as well you know trying to steer away from you know heavy foundation use like um, lighter like mineral makeup that's Mm. natural I really love the Zooey organic um, makeup Um, Inica is another one that I've used that I really like as well Um, sunscreen I think is important too for your skin Mm. Um, you know especially as you're getting older like me and you've got concerns (laughs) about you know wrinkles and stuff like that so um, yeah sunscreen is is important you know that sun damage um, so like a zinc or whatnot Mm. um, I really like their sun cream yeah yeah they've got great face wipes as well actually yeah yeah, yeah. amazing brand 
Rebecca Orr asks, can you cure hormonal acne yourself or does she need to see a naturopath? And how can you tell if your hormonal acne is normal? I suppose a good question in that as well is where would we normally experience hormonal acne? Is there particular parts of the face or is it all over? So hormonal acne usually presents itself with um, you know, breakouts on the jawline and around the mouth. And those breakouts tend to be a lot deeper, so they take mm. longer to come up um, and longer to heal as well. And so um, they can be painful to touch. Um, on the body, hormonal acne will also present often on the back mm. as well. Uh, and then sometimes cheeks too, and then forehead, especially in between your eyebrows. So if you're looking at face mapping, you know, this is like forehead and in between the eyebrows is like our liver and gut area. Yeah. And so if we're not, you know, metabolizing our hormones and getting rid of them efficiently through our liver and bowels, then that can lead to higher levels of congestion that present, you know, in the with the skin. And, you know, high levels of androgens like estrogen and testosterone will cause more oil production within the skin. Mm. And so you'd just be more susceptible to yeah, breakouts more frequently if you've got you know, issues with metabolizing those androgens. Mm. Uh, so certainly, yes, you can, you know, look after it yourself. You don't necessarily have to see a naturopath or, you know, skincare specialist or whatever um however that being said you want to you know give it a good try for a good few months Mm. you know good say like six months of um sorting your hormones out and simplifying your skincare regime um you know modifying your diet and and stress and water Mm. that you know minimizing those external toxins and then if you're seeing an improvement over that time, that's great. Just keep going. Mm. But if not, and you're not sort of finding those missing pieces, then I, I think it's a good idea to see somebody. It's also great just to have the support and, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So having someone who really has the expertise behind them and they've seen, you know, multiple other women going through the same things, I've, I found that... Um, that was just invaluable seeing, you know, seeing a naturopath or whoever that is, if um, you choose to see a dermatologist or whatever healthcare professional, but just having that sort of support system and someone saying it'll be okay. (laughs) It'll clear up. And here's a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Nice is that, you know, if you've got a plan and you've got that support and that person that you can um, trust with experience Mm. uh, and you can, you know, have a certain level of you know expectations of what's normal and what's not and what's detox breakouts or what's bacterial breakouts and Mm. what's hormonal breakouts and understanding that then and working through that um i think yeah is is a good yeah journey (laughs) definitely So this question comes from JP Onsi, 17, and she's asked quite an interesting question. Why do I crave red meat right before my period? So quite often it can be a result of being low in iron and your body's just, you know, wanting that additional Mm. top up of um, iron rich foods and protein as well can be another one that you're just looking for a bit of extra protein at that time uh, just to support um your energy levels Mm. and um yeah that side of things so yeah i'd say it's probably just your body 
telling you that you're a bit low in iron and protein. So listen to that and just, just work telling with you that. what it needs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikra has asked, "Why do I always feel nauseous when I get my period?" So quite often that's a result of your liver and your gut not being able to metabolize those hormones effectively at that time. Mm. And so with extra, you know, liver and bowel support to soak up those hormones and metabolize that more effectively, um, the nausea will go. Yeah. Great. And that's one of those ones you don't have to live with. You don't have to put up with it. Will resolve with hormone balance. Yeah. And gut, gut and liver support. Yeah. 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 What was it? Goat. Yeah. That's right. The goat. Remember that. That's awesome. The Desi 2 has asked, can too much caffeine or sports supplements affect fertility? Good question. I think certainly there are a variety of things that can affect fertility and it's different for every, you know, couple. Mm. Um, If uh, that's in excess in your, you know, individual circumstance, it certainly can affect your adrenal function and place that extra stress on the body, which then robs our body of progesterone and we Mm. need adequate levels of progesterone to support implantation and our fertility. So um, as a bit of a general rule, I tend to encourage my fertility patients to minimize caffeine and stress Mm. as much as possible so whether that's coming from you know over exercising or pre-workouts or you know drinking four cups a day of coffee whatever it might be yeah um it certainly that does help to you know increase progesterone which then helps for a healthier period and minimizes those premenstrual symptoms that come from an imbalance between lower progesterone and higher estrogen Mm. Amazing. Casey Glow asks, any lifestyle tips for someone with PCO? So it depends. There's some general lifestyle tips, but also you want to consider what's relevant for you as an individual with PCO. Mm. Because PCO um, is a condition that affects each person differently. You know, um, like me, for example, I'm slim with irregular cycles um i have uh polycystic but you know i have regular uh ovulation you know i'm not going for six months without a period um and certainly not now since sorting my hormones out but um yeah being slim can um certainly reduce the severity of pco So even a 5% weight loss for somebody that's overweight can help their hormones to start to regulate with Mm. PCO. Um, So whether that means, you know, modifying what you're doing diet or exercise wise, um, sugar is a big one for polycystic uh, women. So often they will not metabolize sugar very efficiently. So Mm. they'll have higher levels of sugar within their bloodstream which creates insulin resistance over time. Um, So modifying your diet uh, to eating clean, higher protein, lower carbs, lower refined sugars um, can be really helpful for polycystic. Um, And then just coming back to looking at uh, any environmental, um, you know, onslaughts of endocrine disrupting hormones like plastics or perfumes or... Mm. Um, you know, personal care products that might be, you know, contributing to ovarian dysfunction. Amazing.
Amazing. Thank you so much for answering all of the questions, of Mia. Course. It's been amazing and I feel like I've learned so much in the past hour. <laughs> Thanks, Alana, for having me and yeah, going through all of that and downloading some of my brain onto yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I think everyone will be able to get something out of that. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>